Welcome into a surprise Bucks Insider Live. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. Normally we'd be coming to you tomorrow, but you know, a certain individual decided one day early uh, would be a good idea for us to come on here. And that is because unless you've been living under a rock these last few hours, Tom Brady has decided to retire. Let's go ahead and roll the video that he posted letting the world know this morning. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Well, it is, you can tell, a very emotional announcement for him, as I'm sure it is for all Bucks fans out there in so many ways right now. Um, I mean, obviously so happy for him and the career that he's had and the time that he had here and bringing a Super Bowl back to, to Tampa Bay that everyone here is, I mean, this is this says it all. Just thank you to, to what he did, what he did for this organization, for this city. It's, it's been an incredible thing to be a part of. Yeah, I think any Bucks fan would have signed up for exactly what happened three years ago if they were told this was what would happen. And, you know, he just concluded an age 45 season. He basically defied the rest of NFL history, what he's done the last three years at the age that he's done it. And, um, you know, I think the key, the important words there were for good. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was exactly one year ago when he announced he was going to retire and then he changed his mind 40 days later. And I think it's pretty clear that's not happening this time. So. Um, the Buccaneers, at least at this point, they know what the landscape is going forward. There's no more question about that. Right. So, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about what this will mean to the Bucs moving forward. First, let's just kind of go back over some of the, yeah. the numbers, his career, take a look. I mean, God, there could have been a million things that we put up here to exactly. uh, summarize this. So I know we have a couple graphics here. You know, this seems like an appropriate graphic. It is the GOAT. <laughs> the There's goat. so many the reasons. Greatest of all time. And I was writing a story about his retirement and got to the accomplishments section and wrote about four paragraphs. I'm like, that's enough. That's good. I could probably do another 10. You could do but I think we've made the point. I think this makes the point. This is just in the regular season. He's first all-time in NFL history in all of these things. And, uh, I mean, look at the bottom one there, 251 wins uh, in the regular season alone. Good grief. The player in <laughs> Buccaneers history who played the most regular season games played the most regular season games. Ronde Barber played 241. Wow. Played. He's he won, won that many games. Plus, if played. you look at the next graphic of the regular season. Or the postseason. He, I mean, yeah. the postseason. He's first again in all these categories as well, and it's not even close. I mean, he just blows away the competition, um, and there's 35 more wins. So 286 total wins in that's his career. outrageous. I, I don't think that record's going to be beaten unless some kicker plays for like 40 years and is on a great yeah. team. <laughs> really, Adam Vinatieri yeah. is second on the list. He's yeah. like 20 behind Brady. So. Which, again, says something about the longevity <clears throat> of Brady, that typically the only people that can last long enough to compete with him on any of these stats are kickers yeah. who aren't allowed to get touched. And so. you have to... You have to be durable. I mean, he basically, except for the 2008 season where he tore up his knee in, in game one, he basically played every game for like 23 seasons. So, uh, except for the four that he's very bitter about, about being <laughs> right. suspended. But otherwise, he played. And also, other than that 08 season, he, he, uh, he 
started for 21 season and seasons and his teams made the playoffs in 20 of them. And the one time they didn't, they were like 11-5 and five and lost a tiebreaker, so they didn't get in. So all his entire career was about winning, and that's also what the Buccaneers got to experience when he came here, the single greatest three-year stretch in team history. It's going to be so interesting to see what this is going to mean now. So let's let's get into that a little bit for this idea of <laughs> – we, we've said the last few weeks, we were like, man, until he makes some yeah. announcement one way or the other. It was the first domino. It was the first domino, and it was going to affect so many other things from draft and free agency to yep. even the offensive coordinator position. So many things were waiting on this. So now at least we've had a domino fall. What are the first things that come to your mind about now that we know that Brady is not coming back? first things that come to your mind about what that affects? Well, there's a lot of them, but I think the first thing I think of is the salary cap because um, he is, because of the way it's structured, it's not his fault, but because of the way the the last renegotiated contract was structured in order to give the Bucks cap relief in these last couple of years, some of that was pushed forward in the future, and he has what is called a dead cap hit of $35 million. If he had signed with another team, or even re-sign with the Buccaneers, you would have that 35 million this year against the cap. But because he retired, there is a way that the Bucks can process this um, movement so that it's split and only 11 million count against the cap this year and 24 million next year. It's a big year. deal. Yeah, it's big. And, and you, you know, next year, the Bucks don't have as many contracts on the book and the salary cap will have risen again. So um, it's it's basically saving you $24 million worth of cap space that you can now spend on re-signing your own free agents and or possibly getting a new quarterback. quarterback. Right. Yeah. So that's the first really big hit. Um, also, the Buccaneers have spent the last week and a half uh, interviewing offensive coordinator candidates, mm -hmm. so now these guys and the Bucks know what they're going forward with and, and how they can plan, and, and maybe that factors into which person is the best choice. And right. then uh, there's all these other free agents. We saw last year how Ryan Jensen and Carlton Davis, they, they admitted that Brady's return was a factor in their return, and so that could have an impact on which free agents want to come and which one which one which ones want to stay and which ones want to go and then of course the final domino is who's the Bucks quarterback yep. next year and that's going to be the single biggest topic of conversation for the next however many months until we find that out yeah which is going to be interesting again you could find it out in free agency you could find it out in the draft you mm -hmm. could find it out because they don't do anything in exactly. either of those so well they're going to have to sign a couple guys yeah because Kyle Trask is the only quarterback we have under contract right now and as we've seen with the 49ers you can never have too many <laughs> quarterbacks God, good boy yeah and we need to sign about eight I yeah. feel like at this point after we need to sign Josh game. Johnson yeah Bring him back to his roots there you go um so now you mentioned the offensive coordinator stuff mm -hmm. that they have been interviewing some people and of course yeah. you know working for the team that we don't ever announce anything until the Bucks have announced that they have been completed so we're not going to be the people that ever talk about pending ones or upcoming right. ones or anything like that so based on what the Bucks have announced to this point who are some of the offensive coordinator candidates that they've looked at and, and what could that maybe say about what they're looking for well even I would put it as they're casting a wide net I mean I believe it's six so far and I don't think that they're done they looked at Clint Kubiak of the Broncos yeah, the Broncos. Mm -hmm. It's hard to keep all these straight. Yeah. Keenan McCardle, the Bucks Super Bowl champion from 02 uh, with the Vikings. Jim Bob Cooter with Jacksonville. That was all. And then um, Dan Pitcher, the quarterback's coach for the Bengals. That one's a little bit of a move, move point now since after his interview with us, he signed a contract extension with the Bengals. Uh, so he's probably off the board. But then this week, they started off with Todd Monken, who we know well, mm -hmm. spent three seasons as the Bucks offensive coordinator under Dirk Cutter. And, um, and uh, one more... Uh, Shea Tierney, mm -hmm. a quarterback's coach for the Giants, who, I mean, I think the big check mark for him would be, you know, he came over with Brian Dable 
and in one year helped Daniel Jones make a huge jump forward in his career. So if you're talking about developing a quarterback, there's a couple guys here, including him, who you would look at and say, well, we've seen them have a part in that. Right. So that's six candidates, and they're not done. And I'm sure that Brady's retirement now will make that whole process a little bit easier in terms of to hone in on things. And I'm sure they had talked about if he's back, if he's not. They would talked about all these scenarios. But to now know that any of these follow-up interviews you do or interviews that happen in the future, it's going to make it a little bit easier to have to talk about one less very large scenario and to boil down really what their vision could be for this offense. And yeah. so now that we know it won't be Brady, what comes to your mind about what this could mean for this offense, depending on all the potential options, there there yeah. could be a quarterback. Well, well, for one thing, you could end up with a totally different style of quarterback, depending mm -hmm. on. I, I mean, if it's if it's Kyle Trask, maybe not, but you know, you could have a guy with a little bit more mobility because Tom would be the first one to say yeah. he joked about it all the time. Mobility was not his game, and so when the protection wasn't perfect this year, the passes were coming out really quickly, right? Instead mm -hmm. of maybe some moving him around a little bit. So um, there could be a difference there. You you could end up, and we've seen the sport before, obviously, with a quarterback who's a little more volatile. You know, Tom Brady only threw, I think, nine interceptions this year, mm -hmm. and for most of the season, they only had two. Yeah, that two. was in a tiny little Right, frame. so, um, you, you know, we've seen it with Jameis Winston, and obviously it's not a good thing, but you might have a guy that's, you know, more Bruce Arians type aggressive mm -hmm. downfield, but also more turnovers, kind of like a Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's a lot of Josh Allens out there. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll just go find one of those. But, um, you know, there's a lot of different types of quarterbacks, and I don't know what the Buccaneers want, but going back to the offensive coordinator position, you know, this is a two-way street. So, um, obviously, most of these guys that are interviewing probably want to advance their careers, but you could look at the situation and decide, you know, if the Bucks are telling you this is our plan going forward in quarterback and think this is either more or less attractive position right? yeah that's going to be so interesting all right well we are going to wrap up here but we're going to close out by letting you guys watch the ring ceremony speech that tom brady gave we thought that was a fitting way to end this show that is all about his retirement and moving forward with the buccaneers so thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time you know i think about 21 years you know i played in the nfl and 20 years going to last year i was a free agent and i didn't know what my career was going to be you know a lot of you guys see me and a lot of you guys were young when uh you know i got drafted i was a sixth round pick you know i was 199th pick i never forgot that i still haven't forgot that to this day i have a lot of perspective on where i was at at one point in my life you know and that not a lot of teams ever thought i could do anything for them you know not a lot of teams ever believed in what i thought i could accomplish for that team you know and I was at one organization and I learned a lot. And when I had the opportunity to choose another place, it was the first time I really got to choose. You know, Devin, you didn't get to choose. Levante, you didn't choose. Mike, you didn't choose. You know, you got picked. I got a chance to choose. And you know, everyone always says, why the Bucks, man? Why'd you choose the Bucks?" And it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer.